0: I did the last time I paid the first contractor who gave me the, the highest quotation. And I learned from the mistake that always give it to those who are professional. So don't try to be skim on the budget
1: because you end up paying much more. Real quick before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Moves' online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move Tenant Screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. With us today, H.J. Chalmers. How you doing, H.J.?
0: Hey, Joe. Hey, doing great.
1: And uh, greeting everybody from Dubai. And thank you for having me here on the show. Well looking forward to it and a little bit about HJ. He is a author with over ten years of real estate experience. He invests in Asia, Europe, and Dubai, where he's currently based. And he has a blueprint that works investing in any major city in the world. We're gonna talk about that. So with that being said, HJ, you wanna give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus. Yeah, sure. So as you have mentioned,
0: I'm a multi-award-winning author in the categories of uh, personal finance, business, and real estate investing. And for a start, what I would like to share with everyone, I'm no one special. And what I mean by that is, I'm a person with no special abilities to make himself rich. And also, I'm not a guru who built a real estate empire. So I'm not controlling multi-million or billion dollars of real estate. So I just learned some simple secrets from great mentors. And among the many secrets I've shared in my book, applying only three secrets of those secrets really helped me transform my life from a state of financial ruin. And I was really in that at that time to a state of financial freedom. And I've done that in less than seven years and while still being an employee. So now over time, I now have more than 10 years of experience and I specialize in single family residential properties and I started my real estate background back in the Philippines. So I'm an expat. I've been living in different countries throughout the world. I had the privilege to work in the Philippines for five years, and that's where I met my mentor Papa Joe, who I spoke a lot in my book. And I started my first ever real estate investing. So it was a single, one small, one bedroom apartment which I didn't negotiate to less than 20% of the market price. I got fired up with the passive income and I got real 43% return on investment. And I put my foot on the pedal ever since. And I started to add property after the other. And then I started to expand my portfolio into two bedrooms and then uh, townhouses, villas. I own a small multifamily unit just to get the tiny before I really go into the the, the big stuff. And uh, I expanded my portfolio to counties like uh, Philippines, Dubai, Lebanon, Spain, and the UK. So my current portfolio is uh, in properties is in excess of $8 million, out of which my equity in those properties is around $3.5 million. And as you can guess... I started to be highly leveraged in the beginning, but over the years, I started to reduce my loan-to-value on the properties because my objective was to get more absolute passive income so that I could get more, cover my expenses, and become financially free. And the beauty of all of that is I only used those three secrets that they allowed me to build wealth and to become a millionaire with rental properties, and hence my book's title, which is The Employee Millionaire.
1: Okay. And... You said about seven years ago, you were in financial ruin. Will you elaborate? Yeah, so now it's over
0: 10 years. So I started in 2008, actually. So at that time, When I did my first financial statement, I was only having bad debt after the other. So you name it, personal loans, credit card loans, car loans, and all the stuff that doesn't do me any good. So at that time, the global financial crisis, and I've seen a lot of people being kicked out from their jobs, including my colleagues in the office. So when I started to take it seriously, I looked at my financial statement, and actually I had no assets no savings at all. Actually, I was owing the banks a lot of the bad debt. And really, like, uh, if, if I ever leave my job, it was a disaster. And this was the wake-up call for me to start really building income-producing assets that will look after me and generate for me the, the passive income I wanted.
1: So you bought the first place in the Philippines, you said, as a one-bedroom apartment, correct? Yep, that's correct. You said you have an $8 million portfolio. Congratulations on that. How many properties does that consist of? This consists of 28 units. 28 units, so around $285,000 valuation per unit. Of those 28, you own in Asia, Europe, and Dubai. How many are in each of those areas? Or can you just break it down if you need to break it down? Yeah, sure.
0: So I have in the Philippines now three units. I have in uh, Lebanon three units. I have in Dubai. Seven. I have also in Lebanon, a, a small multi-unit apartment with of third units. I have in Spain, two units, and I have in the UK, two units. Oh <laughs> my gosh.
1: <laughs> yep. All right. So I have a hard time managing properties, not in my city. You are across the globe managing properties. So you've got Philippines, Lebanon, Dubai, and Spain. And the UK, yeah. And the UK, why not throw in another one? Okay, and the UK. So let's talk about the management system that you have for overseeing these properties. How do you do that? Basically,
0: I started managing my properties on my own. So the way I started back then, so when I was based in the Philippines, I started to acquire more properties. Then I moved to Dubai and acquired more. So I rolled my sleeves and I was doing the property management so that I understand the basics and the A to Z. Before I started to outsource property management in the UK, Spain, and now I outsource in the Philippines even because I'm not living there. And the thing is, if I didn't do my own property management, I wouldn't have knew that how to Allow a property management company to manage my properties. I wouldn't know how to negotiate, what to look for, what to look at, what the system to put. So now we have, we do quarterly business reviews with each of the property managements. So there are some KPIs for each property. We try to look at those. And this is how we manage it to put dashboards in place so that, you know, numbers don't lie. And that's how we do it.
1: Well, numbers could lie though, because you're so far away, they could be punched in whatever numbers that they want. So how do you? have some checks and balances to make sure that what they're reporting to you is accurate given your distance? What
0: I do often, but I cannot do this on a very frequent basis, I often like arrange my travel trips to those counties where I I have investments just to go there, check on things like a surprise check and check the properties, the tenants, when you talk to the tenants, you understand how much they're paying and this kind of stuff. So, do you know that there's nothing illegal happening over there? And at the end of the day, what matters for me, Joe, is what goes into my bank account. So, there possibly could be somebody doing some under the table stuff behind my back, possibly. I try my best not to have those things happening. However, at the end of the day, was getting to my bank after all the operational expense and all the mortgage repayments, it's still getting me very decent ROIs. And I always try to optimize those systems because you learn through the process. You know, there's always something happening here and there and you learn
1: from them. What are some things that you've optimized since you started managing all these properties remotely? I optimized. One of the major important things for me was the cost
0: of maintenance. So when I moved to Dubai and I had those properties in the Philippines, there were two weaknesses which I optimized over the years. So in one of the properties, I realized that the property management company and the agents did not fill up the vacancies quite fast. And when I investigated the matter, what they wanted there is... They wanted me not to have the cash flow so that I can sell the property as a distressed deal and they can benefit from it. And then because I started with small managers, then I said, no, maybe I'm better off to go with bigger companies, more professional. They have a reputation to maintain. And those problems were solved. Then on the maintenance side, especially in countries like Philippines, there could be a lot of official deal and unofficial deal. For example, a management company could agree with a contractor to invoice something, however they pay something else, much lower. So because I stayed there for some time, I tried to select, handpick those contractors myself, and because I have connections over there and I have some investors also that I can learn from them, and then I imposed those contractors on the management company that they outsource them for me.
1: I'm really glad that you have all these properties in the different areas across the globe because it makes for a fascinating conversation. And it's just interesting. Now, the question I have for you, though, is it seems like it's a heck of a lot harder to invest the way you're investing now versus if you were to just buy all your properties in Dubai or Lebanon or the Philippines or Spain or the UK. Why don't you just pick one of those areas and go big versus being spread out all over the place? That's a great question, and a lot of
0: people do ask me that. I think the simple answer for that is the property market cycle. Each city and each country, they go through a property market cycle of ups and downs, and the prices goes down, and they go up again, and, and then the, the rents get affected. So what I realized that when I diversify within real estate, so I don't be, believe in diversification and too many assets, so I specialize in, in single family, but I diversify the cities and the countries So that if something goes south in one of the countries, let's say, and I'm having a hard time to get the right ROI, at least offset by another country.
1: And that's how I try to manage my B&L. Which area so far out of the five areas that you're in has made you the most money? Dubai. Dubai by far, by the way. Why do you think that is? It's based on my experience in
0: Dubai, which I will share one of the deals that happened. when I moved to Dubai in 2010, it was still the aftermath of the global economic crisis. And prices in Dubai really were dropped since the 2008 level by 50 and 60%. So I really found great deals here in Dubai. And still, because everybody was stressed to sell, a lot of people didn't have money even to pay the developers, because a lot of people bought off plan and stuff like that. I really was able to accumulate like at one time, three properties that were worth $2 million, basically with less than $100,000 from my pocket. And then the cycle goes very fast. So the dips and peaks are quite fast. So every two, three years you have a drop and then a sudden boom and a drop again. So in two years exactly, there was a major peak. And because in Dubai, you can sell the properties without any capital gain taxes, I managed to sell those properties and really make about $2 million in net profit in two years or less. And that's why it was one of the great experiences I had in the Dubai market. So because I'm in the market, I can understand the cycle, how it goes. And now I can ride the wave if it's right to say, yeah. I know when the wave is
1: big, it's small, and
0: I try to manage accordingly.
1: What are some indicators that lead you to believe where you're at in a certain cycle at Dubai? The major indicator for me is, actually there are two indicators, the supply and the demand. For
0: supply, I follow a simple rule. I choose communities that don't have a lot of cranes. So the more I see cranes in the sky and all those developments coming up, I become scared that this community will become oversupplied. When it comes to demand, I look at the communities that are close by to major employers. So I look at the multinationals, the big corporations, where are they based, where do those employees of those corporations would like to live close by to their jobs, and I try to invest in those specific communities that are really always in demand to minimize any vacancies on my side.
1: When you were talking earlier, you talked about you've learned three things. What are those three things?
0: That's a great question. And you know, like almost everybody of us has heard of the advice along the line, like to become wealthy, you need to invest in income-producing assets that will generate passive income in excess of your expenses. So no news here, correct? However, although this is somehow a general knowledge, nearly 80% of American workers say they're living paycheck to paycheck according to an article published by CNBC in January this year. So the thing is, when I did my research, The majority of the population are subscribed to a common set of limiting beliefs. To name a few, like it takes money to make money, or investing is complicated, or it is specific knowledge, or those investors have a crystal ball, and this kind of stuff. So the three secrets that I applied have helped me to transform my limiting beliefs into empowering ones. And I gave them some funny names so that they become more easy to remember. So the first secret I call the Trump's art of the deal. So as you might have guessed, this speaks about the power of leverage or how to use something or someone to your maximum advantage. So in simple terms, a starting investor does not need spare cash. So what I mean by that is that job allows them to borrow what they need to start investing. So actually, the, the revelation for me back then was that it was an advantage to be an employee. The question would be now, why would be an advantage to be an employee? And as we all know that lenders such as banks like to lend to people with a regular income with a good track record of paying their debt obligations, and with a sensible plan for investing what they're borrowing. And in general, banks like secure investments. And of course, we all know that property is a secure investment because it can be put as a collateral to secure those loans. And this covers the secret number one. Moving to secret number two is what I call the Henry Ford plug and earn. So we all know that how Mr. Ford has developed a process that allowed mass car production with maximum efficiency. In a similar fashion, investors need to follow a proven blueprint, a step-by-step process that requires no special ability to learn and execute. If you reflect on it for a moment, let's suppose somebody is employed in a day job, so they really need a system that requires minimum time to be invested to learn the ropes of the trade, and they require a kind of a blueprint or a process that will minimize both the money and time lost by trial and error. So actually, they need to minimize risk. And the secret number three is what I call the Arnold Schwarzenegger reps. Basically, we all know the story of Mr. Schwarzenegger is about, he was famous for the quote about the power of repetition and that the results will be obtained from those last few reps. So when it comes to investing in rental properties, replicating the same process. So if you have a blueprint, which is talked about in secret number two, you replicate the same, it's like copy and paste over and over. And without giving up, it helps someone to move steadily and surely one property at a time from wherever they are now as the current financial situation to their objective, which should be
1: financial freedom. When you take a look at your portfolio and the properties that you've purchased, which one, if any, has lost money?
0: I think my answer is there are no bad deals in real estate. So, so far, no property has lost money. There could be a good and better deals, However, I lost money through bad habits and practices. So not because of the property, because of my stupidity back then. So everybody of us, when they start, they make stupid mistakes. And for example, I attempted in the past to save money, which cost me much more money eventually. For the sake of the example, when uh, I invested in a beautiful three-bedroom duplex on the Mediterranean Sea, and the seller was really distressed to sell it, I bought it at 30% below market price. However, when I rented out to a tenant, what happened here, when the rain came, the fall season, there was a leaking roof. So I did not do the proper due diligence back then, the first mistake. And then when there was the leaking, I selected the cheapest contractor to do the job and I had to repeat the job three times, by the way. So I paid three (laughs) times. (laughs) After the last time I paid the first contractor who gave me the, the highest quotation. And I learned from the mistake that always give it to those who are professional. So don't okay. try to be skim on the budget because you end up paying much more. So whatever I saved on the price of a property of 30% below market price, I ended up paying almost the same, if not a bit more, just because of my negligence and stupidity.
1: That's a profound statement, and I'm really glad that you said it. You basically said there's no bad deals, but you have lost money through bad habits and practices. Isn't that the truth? Because the real estate is the real estate, And you can probably make money on any deal, but you've got to have the habits and the practices and negotiate the right terms and the price and have the right business plan, which ties into practices and habits. What a great way to take ownership of what we do versus saying, oh, it's a bad deal and here's some stuff that went wrong. And now you're saying, well, it was me. I had bad habits and practices. I love that.
0: Yeah, but hey, that's how we learn. If we don't acknowledge our mistakes, and as one of my friends told me, you should celebrate your failures and celebrate mistakes because those will make you stronger. Actually, without this mistake, I wouldn't have put a better system. So through time, you tighten up your system, your process so that you learn from the mistakes and eventually it might become more bulletproof.
1: We're going to do a lightning round, but first I want to ask you the question I ask everyone. What's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: My best real estate investment ever, ever is actually it's a lesson I learned from my mentor, Papa Joe, when he was giving me about the lesson about the power of leverage. So my objection back then when I was starting, I told him, Papa Joe, I don't have the money to start investing. I need money to make money. And he told me, yeah, indeed it takes money to make money, but who said it has to be your money? So when he was doing some comparison to explain to me the power of leverage, like something bought on all cash basis and something bought on leverage and how the ROI will increase, he whispered to me one of the hidden secrets of wealth. And this became really the best ever advice. And he told me, you will become at least as rich as the amount of good debt you take in your life. And reflect on this for a moment. After I adopted the secret, I dare to claim now, that you can almost never become wealthy without incurring any form of good debt, of course, when investing in rental properties. And to explain this statement, let's suppose that somebody wants to receive $100,000 in the future. And what I just claimed now that need to borrow $100,000 now in good debt. So for the sake of the example, if this property is rented out over the duration of the loan at a monthly rent that exceeds the monthly mortgage payments and the uh, operational expenses, This $100,000 will be paid off throughout the duration of the loan and the $100,000 becomes the equity of the investor. And by the way, we're not factoring in any passive income and any price appreciation on the long term, which in reality, the duration of how much you have this equity could become much lower in number of years, I mean, because of the power of the return on investment if it's higher. So now, as you might have guessed, if you need a million dollars, you can replicate this 10 times. If you want $10 million, replicate it 100 times, and so on and so forth. So it's really about adopting this cookie cutter and just keep on doing the same.
1: We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, yeah. always All right. ready. right. Let's do it. First quick word from our best ever partners. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount property investors. Join their end of the work week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com. What's the best ever book you've recently read?
0: It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's not recently by the way. It was my first ever book I read on personal finance. I remember that, that night. I read it overnight. I couldn't sleep all the night. And it was my first lesson on financial education. And it really motivated me to achieve financial freedom. I got sold on real estate because of this book. But then when I met my mentor, Papa Joe, I was ready to learn the how-to of real estate from my mentor. So this that that, changed my mindset. And when I met my mentors, I learned the lessons of how to invest in rental properties.
1: What's the best ever way you like to give back to the community?
0: I'll do this, first of all, by writing this book. As you know, I share with the community my responsibility to share the good and the bad things that happened to me, as well as it really makes me fulfill my purpose in life, which is adding value to people's life. However, also, I would like to offer to the community a free ebook that's called The Four Stages of Building Wealth, which can be downloaded from my site, and I can give you the link. Uh, you can put it on your site as well. So it's www.employemillionaire.com forward slash the four stages so in a way this helps me write my dash and a lot of people tell me oh, what's your dash do you know this dash is that thing that separates your date of birth and your date of death on your tomb. i would like to write my dash consciously and purposely so that when i pass away one day i'll be proud of what will be spoken about me back then
1: how can the best ever listeners learn more about
0: what you're doing They can follow me on my website and on my social media. So my website is www.employeemillionaire.com. My Facebook is Employee Millionaire. My Twitter is AJHMAS. And also they can reach me by email, which is contact at employeemillionaire.com.
1: Thanks so much, H.J., for being on the show. I love the concept of there are no bad deals, but you have lost money through bad habits and practices. Isn't that the truth for everyone in real estate, whether they admit it or not. And thank you for sharing your experiences investing in the Philippines, in Lebanon, in Dubai, in Spain, and the UK, and how you put in the process or processes in place so that you can effectively manage them remotely and as well as your deals that you've done in Dubai and how you were looking at certain indicators of supply and demand to make some big money on those deals. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it and uh, wish you a great day as well. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end of the work week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.